Probably the best camp I've ever been a part of. I just knew I wanted to be physically there for the teens. The people in the room were on their knees crying, praying for the, the souls of the teens that were being um, spoken to. Oh, I got goosebumps. Uh, that, it was, I was going to start. I was at the last one. <laughs> like yeah. I was there for the beginning of that and I was honestly just, I just stood in the back honestly in awe. Like, I couldn't, I don't think I could really comprehend what was happening at the moment. is happening ladies and gents welcome to another episode of talk to me you know it it's the show where i get my friends to talk to me and today we have a full house we have the whole crew from epic camp we have larissa right next to me how are we doing today larissa yeah i'm good ray how are you spectacular pull that mic a little bit closer to you just so that the people at home can hear you hello there we are nice nice we also have jeremy jesh how are you I just can't hear anything in the headphones, just uh, so you know. That's all right, bro. It's, uh, this is the mess that we have every single week. It's been a minute since you've been on the show, bro. It has been a while. I think I only had one child the last time I was on here. Okay. Yep. Life's progressing. Life is definitely progressing. Yes. Life life is finding a way. Yes, always. Good. Always finding a way. And we also have Gemma. How are you, Gemma? Hello, Ray. Good. How are you? Uh, spectacular. It's, um, it's very interesting to have you three on the show because mm -hmm. I did not expect you two to jump on whatsoever. Neither did I. Neither did I. <laughs> I only do it because Gemma basically begged me. I only did it because I felt bad. How rude was I not good enough for you, Gemma? No, you are. See? <laughs> See? See what I'm saying? But I'm glad you ladies are on. Um, especially before Larissa's solo episode that she's going to be doing uh, later down the track, from what I understand. I definitely thought that this counted as my episode. No, no, not according to Gemma. Oh, I just assumed it was a trial run. Uh, I don't want to. <laughs> we all have to do it. <laughs> I, did, I did promise Ray at camp that I would <coughs> do a solo episode. So That's I right. I can't really back away from my promise. And you filmed a promo as well. I did film a promo, which I am very much regretting. There was a lot going on that night, mate. You were very loud and very vibrant for 3 a.m. I think uh, I it was, was just very, moon. very, very tired. <laughs> it was a full <laughs> moon. That's a fair point. Well, ladies and gents, we have so much to talk about today. The reason these three are on is because we're going to be talking everything Epic Camp. So if you are a camper, we're going to recap everything that we got up to that weekend. If you're a parent that wants to know what your teens got up to, we have it all here today because God did a lot that weekend and we are keen to get into it. But before we do, subscribe to the channel, ring the notification bell, like it, do all that nice stuff and share it around because if you do, more people hear it and then Gemma doesn't feel sorry for me next time she jumps onto the podcast, <laughs> she might actually want to do it. Oh, now so. you're making me feel bad. There we go, see, it's, it all comes around, it's the circle of life. Jeremy, you look like you're struggling, brother. Uh, I just want to hear something through the headphones, that's all. That's fair. Jay, can you do me a favour, bro? I have done. I've made the mistake of putting up all the headphones. Uh, can you reduce them a bit because I'm going deaf here. I feel like Jeremy. There we go. That's a little bit better. How rude. I literally cannot hear a thing. Okay, leave, leave Larissa's all the way up. Oh, here we go. Can I ask a question? You can. Why if I plug the whole thing in fully, it doesn't work? I don't know. It's tripping me out and it's doing my head in. You might yeah. need a refund on those. Yeah, it's a little too late for that. Joe, one last thing from you, mate. Could you please turn the AC on because uh, these oh, lights please. are doing me in. Thank yeah. you, sir. How are you, Joe? I am good. Uh, you might want to turn your microphone on. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Is it working now? Can you guys hear him? Nope. I can't, I can't I hear a thing you're saying. Okay, Joseph's here and uh, we can't hear him. Maybe you can. Who knows? That's uh, how we run things here. Oh, that's nice. There we go. We got that happening. All right, it's good to have you guys on. Loving it? Great to be here. Thanks okay. for having us. Good. So let me start it straight up by asking, what was your highlight of the entire camp? I'll let the girls go first on this one. Mm. Larissa? Oh, I think obviously the highlight of camp was the six souls that were saved. That was that's, pretty cool. That mm -hmm. was great. That's got to be number one. But if we're not pointing out the obvious, I think just seeing the kids come together and just have a great time together... Um, was really a highlight for me. Mm -hmm. Yep, seeing them like unified and all that. Yeah, yeah, unity and all that. Yep, that was, that was I'm sorry. I, I spilled water everywhere. <laughs> yeah, I tried to hide it. I Ray couldn't. peed his pants. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wouldn't have been the first time. Anyway, um, no, that was really cool. And I heard a lot of the teens were around, um, was 
mimicking those words. They were shocked with how easy it was for everyone to get along. Mm. Mm. And I think that's got everything to do with the fact we took their phones away. Oh, 100%. Definitely. Bro, that was so much better than I thought it was going to be. That was probably my favourite thing about camp is having no mobile, no mobile phones. You know what? I, I, I was trying to think about why that was such a big deal because for our generation, it wouldn't have been like, it is what it is. Like We have our phones, but we weren't really that connected to them. To them, I don't think they know how to have fun when they're bored without their phone. Mm. So they all got bored really quickly and turned into maniacs, which was awesome. Yeah. Like when they started that cult. Well. (laughs) The fake cult in the the back room. True. The Queen Mia of Miatopia. That was, I'm not going to lie to you, probably my highlight of the camp. That was pretty funny. So basically, if you don't know, ladies and gents, what ended up happening on the last day was we looked around and we couldn't find any of the teenagers. We're none like, of them. Where like, are, literally not none. One. Yeah, yeah. We're like, where are they? And um, then I heard some noise coming from this back building. So I walk over to this back building and the cheese are just vibrating. I walk in, Larissa's standing there just smiling, laughing. I go, what's going on? She goes, they've started their own cult. I go, what are you talking about? She goes, just listen. Basically what they had done, they had gotten one of the the smallest people in Epic, one of the newest people in Epic, and they had made her their queen. And she had a rule that she had a list of rules for life that they all had to follow. And they just made her the center of attention for the rest of the camp, which yeah. was awesome. It's pretty cool. It was. I think the most awesome part about that though, was that they saw that that was a teen that was sort of uh, quiet and on the outs, the whole camp sort of kept to herself and they just brought her in under their wing and, you know, made her their queen. <laughs> yeah, and and someone had said it on the last day. The first day she was struggling to find anyone to sit at a table with. And then by the last day, they were all literally fighting yeah. and clawing yeah. to <laughs> sit at her table, which was awesome. That was really cool. What about you, Gem? What was your highlight? Um, I think for me was everyone's vulnerability. Um, everyone just literally opened up with the things that they were struggling with, whether it was the teens or the leaders. Mm. Um, the leaders with their testimonies just talking about their own experiences in life. Um, Not only was that, I guess, a blessing for us to hear, but it also allowed the teens to know that they're not the only ones out there who are struggling. Yeah, and that was a big deal. I think vulnerability is a massive Mm. theme of that camp because, Mm. I mean, no matter which way you looked at it, the teens pulling people aside, which, by the way, I don't think I saw a moment where you weren't talking to one of the girls. There just seemed to be a girl after girl coming after you to talk to you, which mm. was awesome to see. But then you also saw all us leaders just break down on that last night, becoming emotional wrecks yep. at different points. Oh, yeah. Um, which, I was weeping profusely. Which was shocking to me because I'm an emotional guy. Like, I cry. I don't really care. But I then wish you, I saw that. Huh? Yeah. I wish I saw you cry. Uh, I was like audible like <laughs> <laughs> like full audible weeping bro it was so embarrassing i saw the beginning of it and i was like ah oh, this is not gonna like this is not gonna go well like no. he's gone he can't yeah. hold it yeah um but yet people like he's gonna kill me for saying this but mick abu Haider, who doesn't show any emotion whatsoever he even admitted he goes yeah bro i shed a tear mm. and i think that's the just the power of what god does like that night i i said it at camp it was such an emotional camp but not for the sake of emotion coming mm. out. Like it felt like anytime someone was emotional, there was a reason behind mm. it. And yeah. it was not as if we wanted to. Like there were points where I was just, like one of the guys wanted to call his dad after he had gotten saved. Mm. And that alone, like him taking my phone, just made me break down. I was like, what's going on? Like I just cannot hold this in. This joy has overwhelmed me and I felt that amongst the entire group. It was really cool. Yeah. Mm. I feel like the joy and the tears came from like seeing answer to prayer because we prayed for each and every one of those kids and to see some of them saved and some of them open up and just like create friendships that weren't even, I guess, even there. Yeah. Um, that's what made me emotional. So yeah, that was good. Trying again. <laughs> Jim's got tears in her eyes. Uh, it, it's been, it's been, it's been exactly like that though. Cause anytime I revisit that, I don't know about you guys, but anytime mm. I revisit camp and I'm telling someone the story, I'm literally starting to tear up and I'm like, what is going on? Mm -hmm. Like this is, it was different. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what I'm trying to say. It was very different. It was good. All right. Jez, you? Oh, I think just the whole camp was, actually, you know what? You know, the highlight for me wasn't camp. It's the feedback we've gotten after from parents. Just the messages, the phone calls, just the saying how much their kids appreciated it, how much they've learned, the commitments they've made. 
I think that was my highlight, was just the positive that's come out of camp. Yeah, I think you and I spoke about it prior. Camp was going to be a turning point. Mm. Either it was going to go well and it was going to lead into a good year, or it was just going to make things so much harder this coming year. Because it's been a difficult ministry to be a part of. You guys have been a part of it a lot longer than I have, obviously. So mm. you guys can attest to you know some of the struggles you guys have been dealing with in this ministry. But coming out of it, we didn't know what we were going to get. We didn't know. I don't know why I keep thinking you're fist bumping me. It's it's <laughs> tripping me out. Sorry. Um, okay, there we go. Um, but coming out of the, you're struggling again. I'm still trying. No, <laughs> I don't. I haven't bothered. You can't hear nothing. I'll help no. you out. No, try now. Let's go. Check test one two. Huh? Can you He's hear anything? Now deaf, I can just so hear. It. Yeah. Look, it just might not <laughs> be the headphones. <laughs> let, me, let, me just, <laughs> let me just change the frequency on my hearing aid so I can connect. It could just be your ears, buddy. It could be. Um, anyway, what was I saying? Yeah, this this camp was a was a was a big factor. Like we we needed we needed to see, you know, a lot happen at this camp, and God really just took it and ran with it. I think He saw the prayers, He saw what these teenagers needed, and mate, I cannot believe the the impact that it's had. Yeah, it was probably the best camp I've ever been a part of. Yeah, and I've been to a lot of camps. Yeah, this this one was different. Like for me personally, it was, I was so overwhelmed by the fact God used us. Yeah. And I said it on the last night, um, very briefly, but God used to talk to us during those camps Yeah, yeah. on a deep level. Like we used to be those teenagers. We used to be the, the ones running into trouble, doing stupid things, whatever it was, uh, staying up all night. And then God has said, okay, yep you guys are going to be the ones that lead this one for these this younger generation. And that broke me. I was like, seriously, you're going to use us to do this? Like, we are so not worthy. I think I've lost count of the amount of times I've asked God, why me? Yeah. Like, not in a bad way, but in like a good way. Like, why, out of anyone he could have chosen, like, why did he choose me? Why have you counted me worthy to do so? Yeah. Mm. yeah. I said it on the last night of Epic Camp, though. It was eight years ago at Epic Camp, almost to the day, that I, you know, got my salvation right with God and then eight years later we're seeing all these kids do the exact same thing. It's just so awesome to be a part of and um, just seeing that, you know, God stays the same mm. uh, even though everything <clears throat> around us changes. Uh, it was really cool to see. Yeah, it's powerful and I think that's a big takeaway for anyone that's in ministry or trying to do something for the Lord. You need to understand that the Lord wants to use you. Mm. He does. He's not He's not looking at you and looking at all the faults you have and saying he's not usable. He's saying just make yourself available and I will do the rest. And that's exactly what he did because, mate, we could talk for hours about the, the stuff-ups we have made, mm. yet he still chooses to use us yeah. and say that we're worthy to be part of his ministry. Yeah. And that's really, really cool. It is. Yeah. He's too good. He is. Now, ladies and gents, I forgot to mention that um, there is a difference between me uh, with me and Jeremy right now, that's the fact we're bold. Yes. Um, yep. Um, Stating the obvious. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Uh, but I don't think a lot of people understand why. We uh, we told the teenagers that if they got 40 people to camp, they could shave our heads. Yep. And they ran with it. Yeah, they, 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 got, they got 45. <laughs> they took that baton and they ran with it. And on night one, they shaved our heads. Um, I made the promise that they could uh, do whatever they wanted with my hair and they gave me a mohawk. Which was horrific. That's got to be the thumbnail. It's got to be the thumbnail. <laughs> yeah. It's got to be the thumbnail for one of the reels is you with the shaved head. Insert okay. picture here. Yeah, yeah, there we go. Should do that again, Jem? There we go. There's the photo for you, ladies and gents. Um, yeah, listen, normally I like to run with it and I like to have the laugh. i got to tell you, I could not defend that haircut whatsoever. That was horrendous. It was so horrific. Bad. It, was it really was. It was really with bad. the beard as well, that was shocking. Who decided to give you that beard? I think it was Johnny, uh, John- wasn't it? Yeah, uh, Johnny. Jonathan. I think as soon as he saw the mohawk, he saw a character from Clash of Clans and was like, mm. that's going to be yep. him, which is why they called me Hog Rider for the entire camp. Yeah. So that was fun. But yeah, we did that. We lost our hair and I also lost my voice, so that's why it's a little bit croaky. Uh, there will be a couple of testy pops throughout. I cannot help that. But <laughs> it That's is. just normal for you, though. Let's yeah, be honest. I'm looking for any excuse to make it <laughs> so that it was just that. But... Uh, yeah, camp was awesome. There was a lot of God working and there was a lot of no sleep. No sleep. At all. <laughs> At all for you, buddy. No, I got sleep on the second night, but that first night and that last night, nothing at all. 
Really? It was bad? It was a bit bad. But I had just come off night shift too, so I was just wrecked throughout anyway. <laughs> Me ringing you at two o'clock in the morning on the first night was probably not... Oh, didn't help. I was so tired that first night. I got one hour of sleep and then, and then I got a phone call. I was like, please... S- I thought it was my alarm waking me up in the morning. I was like, surely not. So you Because you slept with your Apple yeah. Watch on, didn't you? You yeah, felt it. Yeah, I slept with it on on purpose just in case right. it happened because I right. just had a feeling. And then I felt it buzzing and I was like, no. <laughs> These kids did not sleep on the first not night. Not one they wink. Did, they actually scared me because I woke up at like 6.45 the next morning thinking it was going to be quiet out yeah. and I was going to be And it was no, no buzzing. Chance. No chance. And I thought to myself... Oh no! Like this is the this is mm. the tone they're setting for camp. Yeah. I am stuffed because I got a good six hours that first yeah, night. Yeah, so did I. I was sweet. I was like, if I can sleep night one, I should be okay for the rest of it. Yeah. But then I saw them, and it terrified me, man. Looked around. I go, oh no, we're in for it. Thankfully, night two wasn't that night bad. Night two was good. Night three, I was like, you know what? None of Who us cares. Had, yeah. If they, they want to stay up, let them stay. Wait, up. before that, when were your night shifts? Did you guys do them? You did I yours had night eleven one? till two the first night. Okay, that's a decent one. Um, 12 to 2, was it? On the second night. No, ours was the last night. Oh, the last night, I'm so sorry. So everyone was up anyway, so it really was wasn't. Wasn't John though the last night? He was... Yeah, yeah, yeah like John was meant to do 2 to 4, but oh, he ended up just staying okay. away the whole time. So you guys were 12 to 2, mm. he was 2 to 4, because mine was 4 to 6, seven. 4 to four 7 to or whatever. Did yeah. you stay up or you went to sleep? No, I stayed up the entire time. Wild. Because uh, by the time 3.30 hit, we had sent most of the teens to bed. Mm. And I was like... I have an hour. I ain't going to sleep, so I just hung out with the year 12s and stayed up all night. And then Jono was up anyway, and we took him down to the dock. And, um, yeah, I struggled. I struggled without sleep. And you know what, Zhej, I would not have struggled if I had my Magic Mind bottles with me. Magic Mind? Yes. Well, what, what is Magic Mind, right? Jeremy, that's a very good question. Let me tell you what Magic Mind is, brother. Magic Mind is our new sponsor, ladies and gents. Joseph's going to throw them up on the screen. Magic Mind is a health shot. It's got matcha. It's got mushrooms. It's got a lot of healthy stuff that I don't understand, but they're good for you. Not only are they good for you, they use half the caffeine that coffee does to help energize you and keep you going throughout the day. So Magic Mind has reached out to us. They've given us a special offer for all of you, ladies and gents, for the month of January alone. They're going to give you 75% off a subscription. Wow. That means you get a whole month for free if you get a three-month subscription. That is pretty good. All you need to do is go to magicmind.com forward slash Jan have chat or just jump onto their website and chuck in the code have a chat 20. If you do that, you will get Magic Mind shipped directly to your door and it will change your life because let me tell you, once I've stopped taking Magic Mind, I am exhausted 24-7. Okay. What does Magic Mind look like? It looks like this. All right, listen. I only have empty bottles, which shows you how much I drink these things. But this is what it is, Jesh. Loz, you're the health person. You're the, the nurse. Ooh. It's like a health shot. It is a, it is a health shot, Jem. Do they taste good, Ray? They actually taste like sour apple, and I like that. Ooh, yeah, I'm a big yeah, fan yeah. of sour apple. Is it like, like um, Ooh, it smells apple good. cider vinegar and all that in nah, it? No, 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 nothing Not like that. One? Like, this one actually doesn't hurt you as it goes down. Oh, right. So you drink it daily for a sharper mind, steady energy, and less stress. If you want less stress in your life, which we all do, even after an epic camp, go for Magic Mind because they'll help keep you going, and um, they're very nice to us, so be nice to them. I might go uh, subscribe for a month. Well done, Jez. It'll be good for you. It will be. I take it with my morning coffee. So like I... Yeah, coffee and a... So I just take the Magic Mind shot, drink my coffee. I'm good for my day. Wow. And I know this. I'm a three to four coffee drinker. Mm. Three, four coffees a day. This has reduced me to two. There you go. So I feel pretty good about it. I'm not a coffee drinker, but I do uh, think I could use a shot of something in the morning to get me going. So what do you do for your caffeine (laughs) hit then? I don't do anything. You're a nurse, man. I know. I somehow just, I don't know, survive off air or something. I don't know. <laughs> but I think that I, I might give that a go too. That's brutal. Are you a coffee drinker? Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. Three, about three cups a day. Well done. Three. Yep. Wild. I survive off three. one. How? Just double shot espresso in the morning. Mm. I'm fine for the rest Mine of the day. Mine dies off at like 10.30 a.m. Yeah, 10.30 is a good time to have a second. I might have a boss-sized coffee. Okay. Come midday, but that's about it. All right, so you're getting that sugar hit then. Yeah. But when's that come down? Because I notice I need at least the second or third by 2.30. No, I'm, I'm good till I... I'm good. That double shot in the morning gets me up to lunch. Lunch and then an iced coffee, 
and I'm right for the rest of the day. That's all right. Well, let me tell you, if we had this on the last night, you wouldn't have been deli- as delirious as you were. Should have thought of it, Ray. Because, mate, let me tell you, Gemma got a first-hand view of it. This one goes and films for about half the night with the teenagers. She grabbed the microphone, she grabbed the camera, and she started interviewing all the teenagers, asking them stuff about camp. And, mate, looking at this footage back, it's wild. <laughs> I did not know what come came over me it wasn't at 3am in the morning. But let's also acknowledge the fact that I did interviews for half an hour before Ray realised he didn't turn the microphone your, on. No, no, no. Your time keeps going up <laughs> and it keeps frustrating me because All it right, was... It was about 10 minutes. It, it was 10 was, minutes. It was 8 minutes. But I feel like that was my best content in those 8 minutes. I don't think you were in the right mind to know what your best content was. <laughs> <laughs> that was wild. I think the only one that could tell us is Gemma because she hung with you for the full 45 minutes. I had the time of my life. Gemma kept it telling me so to keep funny. going, keep going, keep going. It's not my fault. <laughs> it was so funny. It was no good. So we're putting the video together for that so the teens can enjoy that. Um, but what's our next step, Jerj? What? How do we follow through with this? Because it's at such a high right now. Mm. Bro, talking to the teenagers, talking to the parents, they are all G'd up for, mm. for Epic. Yeah, like there was there was two teens that that actually said to their parents, they go, "We're going away next week for like a trip or whatever." Oh no, we're gonna miss out on Epic, and they had to remind them, "No, there's no Epic in January." So they're literally like counting the the Friday nights to That's make awesome. sure that they're there, which is which is awesome. How do we follow this through? What's our next step? Uh, the next step was actually it was something you and I kind of spoke about. We wanted to do, um, but we've changed the theme a little bit. Um, and so what we're going to do is, I think it's about two weeks before we go back on a Friday. So end of the month, uh, we're going to have a memorial barbecue. Aussie day. Australia day, Friday 26th. Um, we're just going to hang out with the guys that came to camp, um, follow up with them on their decisions, their commitments, um, and even their character challenges as well. Um, and basically just, it's not going to be preaching or anything, just have a fun time with them, encourage them. Um, and then that'll be our kickstarter then into... Um, epic for the year so i'm looking forward to that that was actually pastor hernan's idea was the whole memorial um yeah. thing and we just revisit camp revisit what we've learned what we've committed to the lord um and yeah just be an awesome time probably just pray together commit 2024 um to the lord and yeah i'm looking forward to it i was keen on that because our idea was like a back to school barbecue sort of thing whatever yeah. and then after Pastor Hernan's sermon we walk i walk up to you and you're like memorial i was like i was about to say that yeah. so we, we were keen um, and I like the idea of us hanging out more with them rather mm. than formal events. Yeah. What do you girls think of that? Yeah, I think they appreciate the, the time that we get yeah. to chat and hang out. It gives them the opportunity to, you know, just let out a couple of things that they're thinking about in life. Plus, um, it's easy on us. We love barbecues. Yeah. We love hanging out. Yeah. So it's, it's Food and I talk. Think, I think what I've noticed with the youth of today is they want a more relaxed, non- What's the word I'm looking for? They don't want planned stuff. Yeah, they don't want structure. They don't like structure. Yeah, that's the word I'm looking for. They like that laid back, let us hang out, do whatever we want. Still within a couple of boundaries, right? It's not like do whatever you want, but that's even some more feedback I found about campus. They really liked that it was just so relaxed. Yeah. Mm. There wasn't always a scheduled activity. Yeah. But it was like, oh, we can just hang out. Which is so different, right? Because when we were doing Epic, like when we were their age, we loved that. Yeah. We wanted to to every scheduled thing under the sun and we mm. found ways to do the hangout but they're, they're different to us and I like that I like that we found that and I like yeah. that they've voiced that mm. it's good what about you Loz? what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> barbecue oh yeah I'm looking forward to it I think it'll be a good time just to get around the teens see how they're going so far um, I think camp was a high and coming back from that even for me like just reminding myself that, you know, life goes back to normal, but, you know, God's still there yep. and we still have to commit to the decisions we made, even though, uh, you know, we're busy and doing things that we usually do and falling back into routines, especially as they go back to school. So it'll be a good uh, push, I guess. Just yeah, I, I agree with that. I think it was smart to have something in between Epic and because, bro, you know, it's like a month in between Epic Camp and when we start back up. Yeah, I was going to wait till we... Till the first Friday, but then, yeah, it was just way too long. Yeah. I think we don't go back to like February 9th or something. Yeah. Something like that. Nice. That's a long time. That's a whole month. Yeah. So I'm glad we um we can schedule that time. Uh, funny talking about scheduling, but yeah. 
uh, scheduling that time uh, just to hang out, catch up, and, and revisit everything we learned from camp. Yeah, now camp always has memories, always has a lot of good things that go down. We just spoke about the big spiritual highs we had, but it also has some of the funniest stuff possible. Mm. What was the funniest moment of camp for you guys? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Let me think. Question. Don't start with me. The funniest? Um. Yeah, there, there were some moments, man. Like, Alex had me in tears when he started singing the Australian National Anthem at, like, 2am with I us think, sitting outside. I think I was asleep for that. Were you two outside? I know Camilla no. was. Who was hanging out? Oh, it was Camilla. And so we're hanging out, right? It's, like, 2am. We're just sitting outside with Pastor Hernan with Camilla, Joel, and I think Tim. And we're just sitting there. We're hanging out. And then old mate Alex in the room because he doesn't want to go to sleep just stands in the middle of his room and just starts singing that national anthem at the top of his lungs. <laughs> He's fried. <laughs> that guy's another level. Surely there's something better to do at 2 o'clock in the morning than sing the national anthem. He got up and he sang the national anthem, bro. Loved it. Props to Alex. <laughs> He's a true Aussie. <laughs> true blue. Um, true blue. I think I remember laughing so hard when Samuel was we were around the bonfire and Samuel was saying that the boys completely wet his mattress. Yeah, and he was, was like, my bed was the Pacific Ocean. I was like, this kid is so funny. <laughs> Poor kid. His bed got completely destroyed. He's good, man. He's good quality. Yeah. That was. Um, honestly, I think the funniest thing for me was walking into the cult. <laughs> I wish I was, I was there the to see I that. was the first one in there. I was just went looking for kids and I just went in there and I was like, what am I looking at? I wonder who initiated that. I had zero idea. I just walked Neither. into getting ready for lunch on the Sunday. Yeah. And, like, a bunch of teenagers came into me and was like, Jeremy, please, when you announce the tables, you have to let Mia go first. And I was like, okay. I was like, why? They're like, just trust us. If you say, Mia, you get to go first, call her the queen, and everyone's going to erupt. And I'm like, okay, this is, like, a little bit weird. What if I say it? No one laughs. So then you came up to Larissa and asked her, do you know what's going on? Yeah, I went up to Larissa. I was like, bro, what is this? I've told her, I have to get Mia, call her the queen, and everyone's going to erupt. And Larissa's like, yeah, just do it. Trust me. I was like, right, if Larissa says it, then it has to be true. And so we prayed, we sung, sang, we prayed, and then I was like, you know what? Here goes nothing. I was like, all right. <laughs> and the first person up is our queen, Mia, and everyone just erupted, and it was just hilarious. She, that so was good. so funny, man. <laughs> like, I don't think you guys understand how big this thing got. They were sitting, lining the walls in a big circle, and she was standing on a chair in the middle talking to them. I think we got some of it on film, don't we? Yeah, we got a little bit. She even knighted me, which I was very proud of. Wow. Did she? Yeah. Wow, what yeah. an honour. Yeah, it was great. Wow. Um, and they had Tara. Tara was playing the, the role of the revolutionary. Yes. <laughs> like she wanted nothing to do with this queen. Of course. I heard a lot of, what is it? Was something kicked Tara out or something? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So she was playing this revolutionary saying that she's not a good queen. Why are we trusting her? Why are we following her? And they wanted to kick, they wanted to kick her out and get rid of her. It was hilarious. Yep. Yeah, it was good. Poor Tara. <laughs> <laughs> that was good times. But um, did we say how it happened? Did you see how it happened? I, I walked in as it was happening. I was told how I it happened. I was told uh, they two people were fighting in that yeah, room, so like having a wrestle. Your cousin Mia and Tara were yeah. playfully fighting. Like they were mucking around, they were fighting, they were wrestling. <laughs> and then they stopped and like 10 minutes went by. And that was it. Nothing. No one had said anything. No one had done anything. Then this girl gets the courage to stand up in the middle of everyone and the go... Quietest person at camp. Yeah. And just go, we shouldn't be fighting. Violence isn't the answer. <laughs> and and they, they just erupted around her. Yes. Thank you, Mia. Thank you. <laughs> what else would you like to tell us? What other wisdom will you impart upon us? Wow. <laughs> That's so funny. I don't know how they did it, but that was too much. That was so funny. Um, one of my favourite parts at camp um, was definitely the fact that everyone would woo after counting to three. <coughs> that was the that was worst yep. part of camp. The worst part. I did not participate in that once. Neither did I. Neither Actually, did I. I was anti-woo. Yeah, you were giving points for people not wooing. Correct, yes. <laughs> Anytime Ray deducted points, I gave them ten times more points. <laughs> I'd be like, I'd be like, oi, you didn't woo. They'd be like, yeah, so I go, okay, that's 50 points off your team. Jeremy would look at me and be like, why are they getting 50 points? Off? And I don't have power to take points off. <laughs> like, the teams don't know that. I can't take no points off. Jeremy looks at me and goes, why are they getting points taken off? I go, they didn't woo. He goes, wow, 1,000 points to your team. Well done. 
insane. But yeah, it was great. One, two, three. No. No. <laughs> no, no, no. Just so the audience can see what it is, you Especially know, you guys have no. to try it. Nope. Absolutely not. You know, when you told them to say woo during the um their chants, a lot of the teens thought you were telling them to say boo. Yeah. So they in their chants, they were booing and we deducted points. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Were, well, we didn't end up deducting the points because Joel told me, and I go, "Oh, okay, no oh, worries." Good. We spoke to him; it was all good. But they thought I said "boo." You have to say "woo" a bit more clearer. Probably because I didn't have a voice at that Probably. point. I was uh, straining like yep. no tomorrow. That would make sense. Yeah, that was a different level. One, two, three, boo. One, two, three, boo. <laughs> I can get on that one. <laughs> but hey, then it became spiritual because we wooed around the campfire. Oh. Mm. Is that even a word? Nice <clears throat> try. Wooed. Yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. That was pretty cool. That campfire was very last minute. That was awesome. Because we didn't know we could do it. We thought it was... I was told we couldn't, which I assumed because we're in the middle of January, we always have super hot weather. Mm. We're in the middle of the national park. And then, yeah, our camp host just comes up and is like, oh, do you want to use the bonfire tonight? And I was like, "Mm, are we allowed to? She's like, yeah, we haven't been told we can't. I was like, all right, let's do it. Yeah. And then... Got some marshmallows. Got some marshmallows. And we just had... I love good. campfires, bro. I love fire. A real campfire is always better than those um, cellophane ones we used to have. Oh, yeah, they were bad. So much better. Something about a campfire that just makes you open up, hey? Yeah. yeah. People think they can sing, so they sing at the top of their lungs. With mm. a guitar. That's mm. good. Um, yeah, campfires are sweet. It was a good vibe around that. I campfire. liked that campfire. Mm. The, way, the way that was structured, like how everyone was just sharing blessings, going back and forth, yeah. was really good. And then for the first time ever, I'd never seen this happen... Half the teens had lost their voices from screaming all weekend. I don't know how you lose your voice at the camp. But they lost their voices, so instead of saying their own blessing, they'd whisper it to someone and they'd act as their translator. That was pretty funny. And that happened two, three times. And I remember standing there just looking like, what is happening? <laughs> Who does that? That was awesome. That was good. It was. Good time. Yep. Anyone want to add to that? No, you guys are just sitting here. No, it was great. <laughs> <laughs> I love the awkward silences. They're good. Joey, you can cut those awkward silences. Out, <laughs> can't you? Oh, wait. <laughs> we still can't hear. Uh, they can hear? Yeah, so your headset. Oh, that's right. They're not connected to that. Uh, learn something new every day. I just didn't get a marshmallow. I was pretty upset. I, I, did, I did any of you? Yeah, I was completely I got distracted. I so many marshmallows. I was... <laughs> you did posted I see, your arms. I was there. Did you have a s'more? Yeah, I did. Because I saw you walking around well, with had, s'mores. But it was with Nutella. Oh. oh, it was so good. Wow, I, I had so much FOMO on this camp, eh? Yeah, I you missed, missed out on lot. marshmallows, missed out on Nutella, missed out on being interviewed. Yeah, you were mm. busy in the back crying. I That's did think about why. going no, and waking <laughs> up Jeremy to interview him at 3.40 in the I morning. I tried to jeer her up because there's nothing wrong with your sister going didn't. into your room. That would have been actually kind of funny. I was actually just thinking about it. Imagine you just went like, ask me a question. I would have had nothing. Listen, I would have told her go do it. Larissa. But I am so Is scared she, of Jamie. Yeah, Jamie was in there too. No, no, so I'm so scared yeah, of Jamie. No, no. If she no, walked bro, in and woke Jamie up, <laughs> the only person that shouldn't be scared of Jamie is you because I think you could bash him. But other than you, I'd be terrified. Nah, Lowe's got it too. She's pretty, she's pretty strong. Even nah, if it was just know. you asked the question, put the mic, and I was just dead asleep. Yeah, yeah that, that would have been, been hilarious. Okay, cool. All right, next question. <laughs> What do you think of that? Walked up to Jamie. Yeah. And then go up to Jamie as well. Snoring. So, Jamie, what's your favourite moment? <laughs> <laughs> right on. That would have been funny. Should have. It would have been good. Uh, Next camp. Uh, she oh, was too fried for that. Let me t- Bro, you need to see this footage. It's another level. I've never seen her like that in my life. Mm. Uh, but honestly, I don't even remember what I said or who I spoke to or... It's bad. Yeah. Well, you'll be in for a good surprise when we view the video at the uh, barbecue. Um, let's talk about this theme. It's yep. a good theme. Where did it come from? Where did it come from? That's a great question. Um, it came from just my devotions in January last year, actually. Um, I started going through um, Pastor Chapel's Trust and Obey, uh, the 365 devotion book. And i just been thinking in the back of my mind, all right, I've got camp coming up. At the end of the year, I need to start kind of prepping and praying about it. And the topic or the, the title for that day's devotion was What God Has Done. Um, and it was from Psalm 77, 11 to 14. And I was like, you know, that's a really good thing. Like it got my mind ticking, whatever. And then I moved on from it. And then a couple of months later, 
I was like, all right, I'm going to start praying about the theme. And for some reason, I just couldn't get that devotion out of my head, what God has done. That passage just kept coming to mind, kept coming to mind. And then I went back trying to find it in the devotional because I couldn't remember what day in January it was. And I just read it again. I was like, you know what? That's the one. Like That's it. the thing. I'll remember what God has done. And, yeah, it was just crazy how God, like, kind of put that together. And you couldn't have asked a better guy to talk about it because, mate, Pastor Hernan mm. preached a spectacular series on it. He really did. It was really good. He really did. And he wasn't he wasn't first first round pick of the draft. Well, why don't you tell that story, brother? Because that <laughs> you told the teens that story at the campfire and their faces were in shock and all like as if you're saying this. No, but I told him. I told him. <laughs> he knew he was like the fourth one that I had asked. Um, and it just works out really funny. So I thought I had the perfect speaker for camp. Um, a guy that I went to Bible college with who's a youth pastor now in America. And um, so I reached out to him and he was super excited. Um, I'm friends with his pastor because um, I helped when they started the church over in America. And he was super excited as well. He was like, yeah, I'll do whatever I can. Let's get him there. And um, when we looked at dates, it just wouldn't work out. He had to be back in America for a certain thing. Camp was going to overlap with that. And so there goes that. And I was like, all right, there goes that speaker. Um, and so then I was like, all right, who else can I kind of think of? Who's next? And then another mate of mine, again, youth pastor in America, um, who he's, he's over, I can't remember what state he's in now, um, messaged him. He was keen. Um, we prayed about it for a little bit. Everything looked to be going well. And then he went and asked his pastor about it. And he didn't know, but his pastor had organized a missions trip right at the same time. And he was like, no, nah, I need you here. Yep. And so then that fell through. And I'm like, oh, here we go. Two speakers. None of them are coming. I've got a couple of months to go. So then I was like, all right, I've got another person I want to bring to camp. And that was my friend Soren, um, who's pastoring in Sri Lanka. And I was like, hey, man. I was like, he had, he had preached Good Shepherd's Conference. Um, there, sorry, not Good Shepherd's Conference. Good Shepherd's Youth Camp mm. last year. Um, and I was just speaking with Pastor Hernan um, leading up to some stuff. And Pastor Hernan was like, man, Soren was fantastic. And I was like, you know what? All right, I'll bring Soren in for camp. And it was like, cool for me because I'm like, I'll catch up with um, a friend of mine. And so we got chatting and again, everything seemed to be working out. And then last minute, he's like, oh, hey, my parents are coming to Sri Lanka that time. I'm not going to be there. And I was like, okay, you're kidding. So then I was just, I told Pastor Hernan, I was like, man, Soren just fell through. And then I don't know why, I just was like, hey, bro, you want to come and preach my youth camp? <laughs> I was just, it was really the last the last roll of the dice for me. I was running out of time, running out of people. And um, and so I just asked Pastor Hernan, I was like, hey, bro, like, is that something you'd want to do? And then he was like, you know what, let me have a, let me have a week to pray about it and I'll get back to you. He went and spoke with the church. And then, yeah, he came back and said, yeah, bro, I'm in. And then funny enough, he goes, oh, how about this? I'll preach for you. You come and preach for me. That's mad. And I was like, all right, deal. Um, but, yeah, so that's really what happened. I went through three people that I thought – um, I wanted to bring for camp, but God obviously had other ideas, and I think I probably 100% agree with God on this one. Bro, yeah, it he, worked out well. He really did. I don't think you could have chosen a better person to preach that set of messages. Yeah. Um, because somehow, I don't know how, he just connected with them so quickly. Mm. Um, and I think there was a lot of hesitation amongst the teens because they're like, oh, he's, he's a pastor, he's a, he's a lot older than us, or whatever it was. But they they were right on it. Yeah. It was, God just worked that all out. Yeah, it was good. That was just all him. And that final, so ladies and gents, you're going to hear a lot about the final sermon on the Saturday night. I'm pretty sure the sermon is called Remembrance in Hell. That sermon was game changer. Mm, wild. Different level. And it's a sermon he didn't want to preach. He doesn't like, he doesn't like preaching those type of sermons. And it just impacted everyone in such a big way. Um, and to be honest with you, I don't remember a word of it. I Me neither, eh? Yeah? I just remember the points. Okay, what were they? Because I can't even remember that. Uh, okay, maybe not the points, but I remember the application. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the two points of application was, the first one is, if if you were to die and go to hell, you would, you would remember the opportunities yeah. that you had on earth mm -hmm. when you heard the gospel, when you could have made a decision, but you didn't. Mm. But then the other thing was, and I don't think it was specifically related to being in hell, but 
he more did it but in eternity you'll remember the people that you didn't witness to yeah wow okay i really need to re-listen to that sermon and you can do that because they're all on our youtube they're all on faith baptist church's youtube channel there's a playlist there you can listen to all the sermons but that one was the that was the I don't know the, I don't know the yeah, that was big a big one because it, it, it hit you on both fronts. If you yeah. weren't saved, it was like, okay, well, if I was to die tonight, that's going to be in my mind. But then for all of us that were saved, it's like, oh, yeah. like when it's I get there, I'm going to remember all the people that I knew in my life that I didn't witness to, yeah. and that's like that's pretty scary. And a lot of the teens said that they um they want to learn how to witness now. Like, they're really keen on it. They really want to know and they really want to be able to tell their friends and their family about Christ, which is what you can ask for when you come out of that, yeah. which is great. Yeah, that, that last sermon was just... Again, I don't know the body of the sermon, but I just remember those two points right then. Just Yeah, I want to go re-listen to it because that was... um, Because he, he even says he needs to get his notes from that because God mm. really took over. Like, he really needs to le- read that outline and... And understand it cause and listen to that again. Yeah, that was different, which is good. Yeah, a lot of kids made decisions from that message. Um, it brought out a lot of like thoughts about their own salvation and about the salvation of their friends and family. Mm. Yeah, um, yeah, like you said, people want to decide to bring people to Christ and see their family and friends saved, which is awesome. Yeah, I mean, you can't ask for too much more than a teenager finally understanding the need for mm. eternity. Yeah. and what our purpose is here and if you can get that young and you can build off that foundation like that's that's christianity as a whole yeah nothing good. more to life than that yeah i love when there's just the the nod a sermon that brought the tears <laughs> but it wasn't an emotional sermon that's what no, i'm saying it wasn't an bro. there was nothing sermon. about it no, nothing at all there was nothing about it where i'm like okay yeah it's time to start crying like mm. uh he hit a heartstring there it was nothing like yeah. that no one thing that I really did appreciate that I'd never seen happen before at a youth camp was the invitation. Because mm. when he had asked, do you want to get saved? He didn't leave them a moment of second guessing. Mm. Okay, he like he pointed at <laughs> us, all right, you go there. And it was like, okay, you put your hand up, come with me. And it's like, there's no chance for them to say, oh no, this was just an emotional response yeah. or whatever. Come and actually have a conversation about it. It moved so fast. I'd never yeah. seen anything like it. Yeah. Yeah. Because... Before I knew it, what, five, six leaders had gotten up and taken... It was like no leaders left. <laughs> yeah, it was <laughs> insane. We were all gone. And it's crazy. Do you guys know what happened in the room when we left? Herman pretty much mentioned, he just said everyone was crying and... He said that the people in the room, um, and we were all obviously out of there, but the people in the room were on their knees crying, praying for the, the souls of the wow. teens that would being um, spoken to. Oh, I got goosebumps. Uh, that, yeah. It was... Gemma's going to start crying. I was at the last one to leave <laughs> that room. So yeah. I was there for the beginning of that and I was honestly just... I just stood in the back, honestly, in awe. Like, I couldn't... I don't think I could really comprehend what was happening in the moment mm. and just how greatly God was working in that moment. It was honestly just so insane to be a part of. Yeah. And all this to say, like, I know we're recapping a camp that many people won't experience because it's happened and it's moved on and a lot of you aren't teenagers so you're never going to go to an epic camp but all that to say that god can do some incredible things with a group of people who decides we want god to change us these teens wanted god to work on them the leaders wanted god to use us and i know i think you told the difference between a good camp and a great camp through what God does through the leaders. Mm. And we're obviously saying this from the leader's perspective, but God changed all of our hearts and all of our minds in a way that I don't think the team was expecting. Mm. Like the vibe going into camp was, okay, we've got another camp. Let's get the job done. Let's do it. But the vibe coming out of camp was, from what I understood, correct me if I'm wrong, but we get it. Mm. Yeah, Like we get our job. We get our role. We understand what God is doing here. Mm. Either we're on board or we need to get off the bus. Yeah. I think the best thing I did was just move out of the way. Yeah. It was just, doesn't matter how well you plan something, but it was just, all right, there's nothing I'm going to do. God, you go do what you need to do. Yeah. Just move out of the way and let God take control. 
and that's what I mean. Like I, I don't know, Jem. What was your what was your what was the difference that happened with you going into camp and coming out of it? Did you feel God worked on you in any particular way? Um, Is there anything he was telling you in particular? I just knew I wanted to be physically there for the teens. Because um, I know a lot of times we have a struggle to connect with them, mm. whether it's on a Friday night or on a Sunday. Um, it's hard to get that one-on-one time and just spend time with kids to see how they're going. Um, so I really prayed that God would use me in that aspect um, and that if he would use me to lead someone to Christ, um, God, I'm ready. Like I said, Lord, just use me whatever way you want me to, um, in whatever way you would have me um, be used. And I seriously saw that throughout every conversation that I had. Um, just if, it, if even if it was a laugh, like I just saw God direct mm. that conversation into something that I think brought glory to him and mm. nothing on me but all God really did a work. Um, having those kids to pray for and just knowing that, God really heard our prayers, um, was just awesome. And I, I left that camp just in awe, um, so thankful and really realised how good God is. Mm. And yeah. that, that feeling will never will never leave me. And when you're looking for it, that's a big deal, right? Because yeah. I noticed that with one teen um, walking out of the service and he just went and sat on a chair, nothing in particular. There was nothing about him that looked like something was up. Mm. I just looked at him and I sat next to him. I go, what are you thinking about? Mm. And he goes, I'm struggling with assurance. Mm. He goes, I, I'm so scared every single day. Yep. And that doesn't happen unless you're looking for it. So the fact that the Lord, that you told the Lord, listen, I want to do it. Mm. Give it to me. Just show me who you want me to talk to and I will talk to them. That's that's powerful. And, that's and I feel incredible. like that's a, lo- a lot out of our comfort comfort zone. Like for mm. me especially, I'm not one to go up to someone and just talk to them. Yeah. Especially if they're alone. Like I need a backup buddy. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, but... God seriously led every conversation and none of it was my words. It was just God, his presence was there and mm. yeah. That's mad. Loz, what about you? What was the uh, ch- the change that God did for you or what did he show you throughout this camp? I think uh, at the beginning of camp I was confronted with how much our teens struggle with anxiety and just their mental health in general and I mm. guess um, – even in my life or, like, even probably your lives, we, we tend to hide it quite well. Yeah. Um, but I was definitely sort of smacked in the face with it at camp and I'd, I had never realised, I guess, what these teens had been going through. And then just seeing God work throughout the camp and, you know, um, just seeing these teens sort of come out of their shells, uh, seeing them connect with people that they hadn't connected with before and um, that just really, you know warmed my heart I guess Mm. Um, just to see sort of you know a small change in people it was just it was really cool yeah it's underestimated I mean you don't realize what someone's going through until you you Mm. finally have a conversation with them and that happened all over the place and I think that was uh, God showing us there's people in here that are struggling and they need someone to rely on because it happened with the girls it happened with a couple of the boys like it was prominent there but God really helped us to figure it out, which was great. What about you, Jesh? Um, I had a lot of stress leading up to camp. Um, even though I wasn't really planning a whole lot, credit to all the leaders. Um, you guys were the ones that really planned the camp, not myself. Um, but I think I kind of just overstressed thinking, all right, is it going to be a good camp? Um, are the kids, are the teens going to enjoy it? Because I guess camp really kind of sets the theme for the sets the mood for the year yeah um in my mind was if i plan a horrible camp i'm going to struggle for the rest of the year i was too focused on what i thought i was planning um and then i kind of just was like all right is it worth it um and i i did ask god i was like lord what are you doing in epic like do we what what show me something that you're doing in in epic and and then we got to camp and just let just with what Hernan kind of was preaching on and I was like, all right, I could see even just from the first night of invitation, um, I was the first one to go down. And I was sitting in the front and it just hit me and I was like, all right, I've got to get some things right, um, make some commitment to myself. And then on the last night, on that Saturday, just seeing the teenagers, those six that put their hand up and like I said, I was 
crying and it was just the Lord reminding me going, don't worry about it. I've got it all under control. It's not what you do. It's what I'm doing. And then that just hit me like a ton of bricks and I just, for about 10 minutes, just was, Lord, I'm so sorry. I just said, you're too good to us. Um, And he's just a reminder that just saying, hey, I'm doing a work here. It's not you. It's me. And that was probably my attitude was, like I said, around the bonfire, I could use a little bit more of Jesus and a little bit less of me. And so that's pretty much how I'm going into Epic this year. It's not anything that I can do. Um, It's not any lesson that I can plan, any activity we can do, but it's more relying on what God can do through the life of the teenagers. Yeah, 100%. And that's what is so powerful about what happened at that camp is I think we all realized, okay, God's using us. Mm. Let's let him do it and let's get out of our own way. Yeah, Yeah, Let's let him do that. So it's going to be a phenomenal year at Epic. I I don't think I've been this excited for a year of ministry in a long time. Mm. Um, Just know this, ladies and gents of FPC, if you're a parent, if you're a leader, if you're just an attendee, someone who's been praying for camp or praying for our teenagers, uh, the Lord answered. He answered. There was revival in our our youth ministry. And uh, you have a group of leaders that are ready. And I can... I, I looked around the room on the Saturday night and just looked at all the leaders, leaders and I go, oh, yeah, this group's ready to go. Like these these guys and girls, they're ready to fire up. They're ready to do some crazy things. So mm. I'm excited to see how God uses every single one of you. I'm excited yeah. to see how he does things in this ministry. And I'm so thankful you guys decided to come on. <laughs> see, do you regret it now, Jeff? No, it was great. <laughs> ah, see, there we go. What about you, Rose? Not at all. Excited for your, your solo episode? Nah. Looks <laughs> like... <laughs> I really think that this should count for nah. my episode. <laughs> nah, I don't know I th- if the solo what? episode if would you, go very well. All right, you know what? If you do a solo episode, we'll make sure Jem does a solo episode Deal. as well. Whoa, <laughs> you guys are just raping me into this. That's exactly right. Listen, <laughs> have you ever done an episode? No, yet? and I don't plan on it. They're the first episodes. You're a veteran. You've been on like... I've been a couple times. Yeah, plenty of them. It's I good. just never listened to, listened to them back. Definitely it, not. Uh, that's fine. Definitely not. You are our hundredth subscriber, buddy. Don't forget about those uh, those milestones, man. I was. All right, ladies and gents. Well, that's it for another episode of Talk to Me. Uh, have a chat. We'll be back soon. Looking forward to it. Make sure you subscribe, like the video, do all that nice stuff for us, and uh, we'll see you next time, ladies and gents. Thanks for talking to me. No worries. Thank you. I definitely. Bye. It was meant to be a have a chat, <laughs> yeah. but Stat couldn't make it. Too.